If you've ever thought about writing a book or you're just curious about the idea of the potential of what a book could mean to your business because it's the best business card, right? Best lead generator. We're all made to think that. Um, I looked at a couple of stats before this this podcast. Uh, in 2018, 1.6 million self-published books were put out there. I'm going to guess it's going to be a lot higher in 2020. And uh, I read something that only only less than 1% of all self-published books make it past 2,000 copies sold. And we don't know how many copies that the author has bought themselves. So the real trick is, you know, how do you write books that captivated people, that are page turners, that are great, that tell great stories, that showcase your expertise. So it can be that ultimate lead generator, that it does its own marketing for you. Uh, that's why I've got my guest today, Susan Dean from Dean Publishing, to come and tell us uh, how she actually does that for her clients. So she copies a very similar method. She doesn't copy. She uses uh, a really smart strategy and that is interviewing your clients to suck stories out of them if they're not born writers. And so we go, we get a lot into um, storytelling, like how how she tells stories in books, how to make them a page turner. Uh, there's definitely some really good lessons you can take away here for say, uh, if you write an ebook or social media posts or anything where you just use stories, I would definitely stick around for this. So a little bit about Susan. She is a life and business coach, a workshop and training facilitator. She's a publisher and entrepreneur. Susan pioneers the power of storytelling, encouraging people all over the world to share forward their life teachings, insight, and wisdom in order to help. So, without further ado, this is my conversation with Susan. And um, you can find all her details, where to find her, in the uh, description below. Otherwise, enjoy my conversation today with Susan Payne. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Absolutely. So uh, a bit about my business. Well, funny enough, I actually come from a youth worker, life coach, business coach role. So I started in coaching way back in the early 2000s when coaching wasn't really known. Um, not only did I have to enrol people on hiring me as their coach, but I also had to educate them on what coaching was, whereas nowadays pretty much everyone knows what a coach is. And I happened to originally start in that area with Dr. John Gray. So you may know the author of the famous book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. So, yes, I worked with Dr. John Gray and I ran a lot of his relationship seminars and 
it got to a point where I thought, well, how do people get to know more about me and what I do? And of course, John Gray got to um, got known as the expert in his field from a book. And so I realized that books were something that were powerful. And I always, you know, knew the power of story. Being a youth worker, I'd use story all the time to help, you know, move, you know, these children forward with, with looking at a story from somebody else that they could then say, oh, do you think I could do that too? So story and books and educating and helping someone become known, it just was, it all came together to go publishing is definitely something that I need to, you know, not only which I did for myself, I was uh, published in a book and it helped me grow my coaching business that I really thought I need to be able to help others do this easily and effortlessly so that they can be known and their message can be shared as well. Okay. That's really interesting. So you got to, you went through that experience yourself first um, instead of, you know, just seeing someone else through social media and deciding I want to do that too, which is really, really important. Um, means you've got that backstory to connect with people, which is really, really powerful. How many years did it take? Um, well, I guess how many years did it take when, once you say you published that first book with your, you and your coaching business until you started seeing results and then you realized, okay, I want to do this for other people. Well, funny enough, it was actually in a series book. So I'd been invited, you know, we, we had published some books, but more relative to uh, like a side business that I had that was around, you know, golfing and different books like that. But the funny thing was that it was in more about helping somebody get their book series or get their book done. And I was a part of that book. And in turn, then I ended up partnering and we both created a series of books. So they're compilation style books where people can then come in and be a part of what we had, which was called the Millionaire Book Series. So that's where I originally started. And then from there, um, you know, I used my book that I was in, as did my husband growing his coaching business by just using it as a business card, which is what a lot of people do. You know, they use it as a business card. But then as I grew and I went out on my own into my own publishing um, business and really concentrated on that was that I I realised that an individual book doesn't just, it's not then just about a a business card with the compilation books. And and I love compilation books, by the way, and I've gone on to, to help people, you know, create many of these. But with the individual books, what was really great is it also allowed, not only was it a business card, but it was then a way for uh, people to use their book as um, something when it's done right to educate others so that when they were repeating themselves, saying the same thing over and over again, the book allowed, you know, the person to not only give it as a business card, but also then educate them so that then the reader would see them as the expert because they were then you know, um, putting so much more into the book. So that's when we went into a lot more individual books and and started to help people write their books to, you know, not only use it a business card, but actually use to show their expertise within that book. So the books mm-hmm. alone gave massive value to the reader. So they went, well, gosh, if they got this much knowledge in a book, what else have they got? And then it allowed them to then obviously... Yeah. You know, on sale some of their other products. 
All right, really interesting. And early on, um, you mentioned you understood the power of the story. I'm going to imagine. So, what's the timeline here? Is this between 2000 and 2010 when this first started yes. happening? Yep. Okay. So, probably not as many books, self published books, as there are right now, but I'm going to imagine there were a lot of how to books that are hard to consume because they're too information dense or too, too uh, dense in information, not enough story to keep people, in, keep people intrigued. So did you, from the beginning, understand the power of story inside the books and that's how you were a point of difference or was it something you caught on um, slowly along the way? Um, look, I think originally when I was sort of first doing the first lot of books, it was more about a conversation, a Q&A type thing. Yep. Um, when I went out completely on my own, I, you know, developed uh, and, and uh, established uh, Ding Publishing. I looked at, well, what's missing out there? You know, what what um, is not being done to, to the level? Because, you know, if we're not engaged, it's like a movie. If you watch a movie, if it doesn't have a great storyline, if it doesn't hook you in and keep mm. you right to the end, you can kind of get a little bit bored and maybe not even watch the movie to the end. And so the same with a book. So what we designed was something where there's story and then there's how-to. And then how do you merge them together so that you're still getting the how-to, you're still educating them, but how do we entwine the story throughout the book so that we're keeping the reader engaged and we're still getting them to connect with the author um, in a much deeper level than just hitting them with so much information that they, they end up, you know, a little bit brain fried, you know, we, we seed the story throughout the how to, and, and that's where I feel that the point of difference is and that, I always believed in the power of story. I believe that, you know, my big mantra is that if we all share forward our stories, if we all share forward our teachings, together we can change the world because it allows people, you know, as we know, story's been around since, you know, the beginning of time. From, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. From, you know, like I say, caveman drawings, yeah. you know, um, to all our bedtime stories, you know, our once upon a time. So story's been around forever. So we know that we're engaged with story. And so when it is too text heavy or it's too how to, um, you know, like I said, we can lose the person, especially if they're visual Absolutely. people, you know, if they're visual or they're auditory and, and, and they've just got these words. So we, we, um, really brought story to life in our Why Shift series, which stands for Your Share It Forward Teachings. Um, so that's one series that that I help, um, that, that I encourage people, which is a great way to start in publishing is to kind of jump in a compilation like that. Mm-hmm. But I always encourage people that even if they are a person that's teaching digital marketing or, um, you know, teaching people how to grow their business and different things like that, the reader wants to know, about you, your story. How did you get there? Why should I listen to you? Give me some examples so that I understand whether they're examples of clients. So, you know, story is so, so powerful in so many ways. So we make sure that even when people come to us and they go, yeah, but who wants to know about us? 
it's it's not. It's about telling that story so people really are engaged and and get to know you more as the author. Absolutely. And I want to follow up with you. So um, inside of that book, so you keep readers engaged, uh, there are stories that waffle on and there are stories that get to the point. Um, so what's your formula? I, I, I do want to later on touch on say, because maybe I'll keep it for a bit later, but obviously not everyone's a born storyteller. And Chloe told me your daughter that you guys use interviews. I use interviews as well because they're just much better at pulling out of people. Um, but yeah, first I want to get clear on inside of a book. What does that story structure look like? Um, and how do you keep the reader engaged without waffling on? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we have people come to us and say, I don't have a story. And, and yeah. as we know, everybody has a story. <laughs> and, um, and it's just about pulling that story out. And sometimes people think one particular story is amazing. And then something else they might tell us they don't think is very important. And we're like, that's gold. Like, that's mm. Amazing. So, yes, um, drawing the story out of people is one thing. And, and as you said, people can waffle and it's a bit like a movie. When we watch a movie, you know, there is so much filming being done on that story, but it's all about what they chop off, what they let go on the, you know, on the film floor, let's say, in the old, you know, what they cut out that is more important sometimes than what they leave in because we need to keep the reader engaged. Exactly. Yeah, we need to get rid of that waffle and that, that, you know, those whole paragraphs that we know we can, you know, bring it down to a powerful punch sentence that will deliver the same message and have the reader be engaged rather than talking 10 pages on something that, that is going to bore them to death. So yes, it is about, you know, the story, but it's about what you take out and what you leave in. That's really important. So what would be, uh, what would you look for? Let's just say someone's got a waffling story. Um, what would be some telltale signs my audience can use so they can chop off there? Let's just say the writing may not be a book. It might be for an email or might be for a post or something, but they got a story they want to tell. How do they keep it concise and to the point? I think filler words, you know, people use filler words because they feel that they need to um, make it bigger or grander. So I think that keeping it descriptive, you know, really, if they're writing, if they're talking, get in the moment, feel the feelings that you had, even if you're talking about something from childhood. I always say, stop and be present and take yourself back there and imagine. And when you're talking, describe it to people. Tell them what did it look like? What, you know, was the sun shining? You know, was your heart beating? You know, give them some words that are visual and auditory and kinesthetic so that they're really engaging in the story and just make sure that you know when you're reading it back or when you're saying it that it has those emotions in it it has that tonality in it even when it's written word and if something doesn't need to be in there and you're just filling all these little words get rid of them you know see what you can reduce and make it powerful and punchy and you know You know, I think you said before, you know, not everyone is born storytellers or or writers. Um, 
And even myself, you know, I will write things, but I'll always send it off to an editor. I'll always have somebody else look at, you know, my work, other people's works, because they're, that's what they live and breathe. And they're really good at doing that. Um, you know, cutting out those filler words that we don't need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, editing, uh, this is what I do on a daily basis. Actually, before this call right now, I'm actually editing a bunch of emails. And um, I would 100%, I'm sure you'd be uh, an advocate for this uh, too, Susan. I uh, would definitely sleep on your story, meaning if before you send it out to the world, give it a couple of days to to cook in your subconscious mind. So when you come back, you're like, oh, that is really unclear. Oh, I'm losing the reader here. Oh, I'm just going off on a tangent here. So yeah, absolutely advocate, advocate what you're saying there. Now let's sort of move forward to when you're taking um, some clients who quite don't have a story or quite uh, don't know how to tell a story. How do you suck it out of them? How do you pull it out of them elegantly inside of an interview? I think it's the power of questions in just asking them to tell us a bit about them and their childhood and what got them to do what they're doing and why are they so passionate about the subject that they're wanting to talk about and whether that be helping people um, in their mental health or helping people live a, an abundant life or getting unstuck or you know or even teaching people how to grow their business you know they might be coaches speakers trainers people just want to make a difference in the world you know all different types of story um, it's just about really asking them about them and giving them permission to start talking. And then when we hear something that we think is, you know, is more than sometimes what even the author realises, yep. we, of course, delve down deeper and tell us a little bit more about that and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So I think it's just about them having that freedom and that openness to talk that then we you know, find that, that connection. There's always a connection, you know, of what someone is doing, you know, versus, you know, rather than making up a story or having a story that they think of oh, that story will fit my business. It's yeah. not about that. It's about getting real authentic stories because then they don't need to be remembered. We don't need to remember them because we've lived them. We've breathed yeah. them. They are mm -hmm. us. So I think it's just about drawing that out and then making sure the story has relevance to what it is that they're saying and that it is true, authentic, and that it helps the reader to sometimes understand a little bit more about that how-to. So sometimes the stories are their own or sometimes they're a client. But as you said before, um, you know, sometimes because we're in our own story, we think that it's nothing or we might think that it's, and just you know it's clear whereas yep. you know, when someone else reads it or when you sleep on it like you said and come back and reread it you're ensuring that it is serving its purpose it's not just you know a story for the sake of a story it's it's actually allowing the reader to understand that how to or or in you know embody it in, a, in another way yep. so that they're really getting engaged emotionally in it yeah, I think what you said before, the key word was relevance. So like, what does this mean to the reader by reading this? I think that's so critical. And um, like, this is something I advocate on my podcast a lot is that you got to give the person um, 
permission and make them feel comfortable. And that that's the key of a great interviewer, because if you make them comfortable, their barriers are going to go down, they'll open up, they will get into more detail. And like you said, being an attentive listener, super, super important because you can't just sit back and let the transcription tell the story for you. You got to sort of follow up in those important points because otherwise they're just going to go over a series of events, which is a bit of a boring story. So I want to follow up. Um, so then how would you make, let's just say they're writing a book and they've got um, a few key lessons in their formula and their framework. Um, um, maybe you can give us an example, but let's just say someone's got, I don't know, step one of their, or like, okay, I'll do that. Let's just say they're halfway through a, their formula um, and you need to do X step to, I don't know, can you fill in the break with an example? But basically. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about, you know, where, where do they go, you know, a, a bit of a, you know, if they're writing a book, how do we know that it's flowing and, and how do we know what structure to use? Um, is that kind of where you're going? Because what I believe is structure is so important mm. and it, it's the foundation to everything. And so when someone is writing a book, they've got story that's, that's you know, maybe an opening story that might be the, the right position. And, yep. and I'm not one to have what we call a, a one set formula. We kind of have combined the hero story with a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, how to a, a bit of a, but we've combined it all to what we call the cocktail method. And the reason that we say the cocktail method is yep. that it's really bringing everything in and it has that kicker, you know, that little kick at the end that you get once you've drunk a cocktail, it gives you that little kick that. And so I think that, um, we have a certain way that we work with our authors to make sure that one, their, their book is structured and some of them have chapters like a typical book and some of them go in parts because it's better to have a four parts to their book than, you know, individual chapters. So we take each individual author through, um, you know, we make sure that it, it fits again with what they're doing. So sometimes yep. we have big, powerful stories up the front. Mm -hmm. and, and it's all about the introduction. Their whole story is powerful and we'll have that up the front in the introduction. And then other times we'll have a part of their story. So, for example, we had a, had a book that we published from Jess Van Zeel around I1 and it was all about being powerfully positive and ridiculously resilient. And it's her autobiography essentially around how to be that. But her whole story was being a young, you know, girl in her 20s and being told not only did she have cancer, but she was going to lose her eye and they couldn't even put in a false eye. So she would have, you know, her eye socket being sewn over. And here's a girl in the prime of her life, you know, that is, you know, dealing with this. So her story goes on and I won't let out the spoiler, but for example, she had bits up the front of her story that were like, no, you can't do that. It's like a good movie. You're putting it up too early. We need to know that at the end of your story because we're going to keep the reader intrigued to find yeah, out well, yeah. what's going to happen now. What's going to happen now? Is, is there a happy ending? And, you know, is there that happily ever after? And, and, and so there was, you know, her story was phenomenal, but there was parts of her story that, that were just in the wrong spot. 
you know, the reader would have just gone, oh, well, do I need to read the rest? You know, whereas we want to keep them intrigued along the way going, oh my gosh, I just want to turn to that next chapter. What happened? Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's what I think happens with the structure. It's about how do we make sure that we are taking them through that, but yet somebody else's that we have that is more um, a how-to book, maybe where they've got some of their story up the front and it tells them, you know, why they're doing it. And then we might put another bit in the middle and another bit at the end and some how-tos in between. Um, So I feel with the way we do it, it's not one structure like a hero's journey suits everybody. Um, It's really about what is the book and what is the person's outcome? Because it's, it's not just about the book. It's about what is, what are they about? What is their purpose? What's their story? What, what are they really about? Not just the book, you know, what's their big underlining message that they want to share with the world? Yeah. Okay. So can I follow up with say someone has that how to book um, you're opening up with that strong introduction, obviously you're keeping an open loop. That's important. So does that mean that when you say you're continuing the open loop to say the next chapter, do, do you introduce the new chapter by saying, well, this is like a common, uh, I don't know. First, there was a problem. Then there's a discovery. Then there's the solution. And that's basically the chapter. But then you would say tease part of the story, still intertwining all those, that message that, that want to convey so that they convinced, okay, I need to read the next chapter. Is that sort of how your books would work or is there yes, a different way to do it? Sort of similar, you know, like I said, it's, it's the difference between what we do here is we're not a mass production where we've got, you know, a hundred people in the room and we just take them through a step-by-step formula. We're very one-on-one personalized service. Um, <laughs> And so we really do adapt the book to the client, but typically we always want them to go, I have to write, I have to read this next chapter. So even if it is a how-to book, absolutely. We leave them to a point where they're going, we're we're seeding them to go, oh, I I now need to read that next chapter. I now need to find out. So it, it is very structured so that we're not, repeating the same stuff in each chapter that to get the whole formula or to get the whole movie we've got to watch it and we've got to read it from start to end and you know we want to get to that next chapter so absolutely that's where the kicker comes in at the end of each chapter whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes people will go okay we've got to read the whole book but we give little kickers after each chapter to kind of go oh i'm now going to see it in and Worked yeah. Can you, can you, I'm um, putting you on the spot a bit here. Can you remember a kicker that you really enjoyed uh, either reading or writing recently? Oh gosh, so many. I mean, we just, we've got one that we just actually published funny enough, our first children's book. So that will be very interesting. And it is, but it is around, you know, we're predominantly around showing people how to write a book to grow their business, to get yep. their message out there. Um, and so this is from a, um, a young school teacher who is now written a book um, around, you know, helping children understand this crazy time that we're in right now with, um, with uh, the coronavirus and why the masks and things like that. So that's, that's just one that uh, we've got coming out that is quite exciting, um, you know, and so each one you want to find out what happens with these you know, different children and, and, it, and it has a little surprise sort of at the end. But 
you know, other ones like, um, you know, uh, we've, we've just about to release another one called Real Talk, Real Change. And we sort of go through, you know, choosing the life that you want. And then, you know, at the end, you know, of, you know, each sort of chapter, there's quotes and there's different things that keep it in, you know, that keep it engaging. And a lot of our books are very um, how-to. So they're, they're, they're very engaging for the audience. There's even some of our books that, that are, have lines in them so that you can write things in them. So they're very kinesthetic. Yep. And, and they also come with an app. So that's where our other point of difference is as well. So our books are interactive. So they have audio, video and uh, Q&A and, you know, surveys and things inside of the book. So they can download the book on Apple or Android as well. So the books are, you know, leveraged on another level. But, but you know, it may even just sometimes be a statement at the end, you know, let's hold hands and do this together. So as, um, you know, as... Uh, Dr. Natasha Davison, who, whose book's about to come out, Real Talk, Real Change. It's, you know, her introduction and her first chapter is about that, but then it just ends with a, well, let's do this together. I'm with you on this journey. We're going to move on now to the next chapter and we're going to do this together. So yep. sometimes a kicker can just simply be a statement that makes the, the reader feel, oh, I'm about to go on a journey okay, I'm ready for chapter two now. And then, you know, you're not alone, I promise. So now they're saying we're all in this together and now I'm about to read the next chapter. And again, you know, that then gives them steps and they, you know, she talks about things. So that's just one that, you know, again, it's hard to say what each kicker is. is. On, but sometimes it's, we do things like giving them at the end, you know, the five steps. So sometimes we recap what that last chapter was about. So the readers read it and then they go, okay, well, what were the five key things that I needed to get out of this chapter? So we're really engaging the reader to go, yeah, okay. And they're reflecting back even on that chapter because of the five key tips that we gave them at the end. And then they're now ready to go to, the next part, you know, and so they're looking for, well, what are the next steps? Now I've got you with me and now I'm understanding this part, my feelings, what, what, I don't, what do I do now? So then it's taking them to the, okay, here's the next step without them even realising it. Yeah, so it's almost like, so you have like a subliminal, so, so what's next or so why does this matter to you? Instead of just being like, oh, okay, next chapter, um, which is really important obviously taking the reader with them, making them feel like you're not talking down them, talking with them. It's their journey. Really, really powerful. Hey, I've just got one last thing to, to wrap up with. What would, have you got some cool transformation stories of someone who, you know, they had a business that weren't doing that well. They, they wrote a book with you and then it's just changed their business. I, I'd love to hear an example. Oh gosh. Yes. Um, so many. Uh, one I can think of that was, you know, was really um, different was um, we did a book with Hemi Hussain, Fire Your Boss, and it's about transforming your life from employee to digital entrepreneur. And, you know, Hemi's story is, is so um, amazing because he's come from Bangladesh. He literally had you know, he, you know, his story really is about, you know, him arriving here in Australia and, 
you know, couldn't speak any English. Just before he left, he, he, he learned some keywords like, you know, where's the restroom and thank you and really basic English. And he ended up coming over here and I think he had about, I can't remember off the top of my head, but maybe $300. And, and he had to arrive here and one of his friends had arranged for his sister to, to meet him in. And he literally had to spend about $80 or more to get the taxi out there. And it was, he had no money. And his whole story that we helped um, ride out for him was because he was busy. He was a busy entrepreneur um, in essence, but, but really just getting his message out there. And he really didn't, English wasn't his first language. So for him to write a book was even a challenge on top of that. So we, we interviewed him and we got him to speak out his book and then we helped him, you know, structure it and obviously pull it all together. Well, from there, he now is, he's turned his book into an international best-selling um, author. Over in Bangladesh, he is literally like every, everyone bows down to him because he has been in the media everywhere on television. It's, he's huge. He's now, he lives here in Australia and he's now set up multiple businesses he's employing people and I mean really the job of a true business person is is our role is hiring people you know creating these jobs for other people well he's created a whole army of jobs for people over in Bangladesh he's created all these amazing opportunities for people here in Australia to become digital entrepreneurs and it all really started from the book and now he's just like this little um, celebrity um, essentially out there and doing phenomenal I mean he's still an excited person because he gets so shocked by all of everything that's happened since you know being in that book he's been offered opportunities for joint ventures and opportunities to be on television shows so it's really one little hero story of, you know, a little man from Bangladesh that arrived in Australia, you know, we helped him write his book and now he's just going gangbusters around That's the world. That's really, really curious how he multiplied $220 into what he's doing right now. I'll have to read the book. Um, (laughs) That's super interesting. Hey, Susan, thanks so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. I love you could share with my audience how they can find you, um, your company, social media, anything like that, you're more than welcome to have a little plug. Yeah, well, um, probably the easiest place to go is deanpublishing.com and you can jump on there and have a little look around. And, uh, yeah, there's some free. We're on, uh, we've also got all our Instagram and uh, Facebook and there's some great free content. So if anyone wanted to go to deanpublishing.com backslash s review there is also a couple of downloadable books that you can get to get yourself started to get yourself planning your book and structuring and preparing your book so there's some free resources there for all of the listeners here today thanks so much i've got that link right there i'm looking at it right now so that's going to be in the podcast description below otherwise thanks a lot for joining me today susan my absolute pleasure. And yeah, thank you for being another advocate of, you know, the power of story and uh, how it can really um, not only impact our own lives, but so many other people's lives. Of course. That's what the podcast is all about. Thanks.
Alrighty, that is the end. If you're interested in what we spoke about, you want to learn more about Susan, you can go check out in the description below, deanpublishing.com slash review. It's her, her little uh, her freebie, her giveaway that she's got right there. So uh, yeah, go go and check that out. Otherwise, this is Jules Dan. Thanks for tuning in this week for Storytelling Secrets. I will see you on Monday. See you later.